everyone. Thanks for joining me for this week's episode of When I Grow Up. On today's episode, it is my pleasure and honor to introduce you to my guest, Yang Yu. Hi, Yang. How are you? Hi, doing well. How are you doing? I'm great. Thank you for joining me today. Very excited and privileged and honored to be oh, here. Oh, no. It is, the honor is mine. So for those of you that pro- are from the Atlanta area and you don't know Yane, it is uh, your misfortune because <laughs> because Yane is somebody uh, that I grew up, um, I guess, most of my like middle school and high school years um, in East Cobb. Uh, Yane is actually my mentor. And um, on a faith level, I would use the word disciple, discipleship relationship right she's my discipler for a lot of years um as far as my faith goes um i think she's invested um so many hours <laughs> and so many years into my life that i at the time like most of us like don't realize the investment until the fruits that are bared from it later. And for me, that is the testament of my relationship with you, Yane. So I'm here to say, yeah, like super thankful for everything that you've done for me in my adolescence. Thanks, <laughs> but No, no. And then, you know, um, I was like, you're, I know you hate all of this right now because, like, <laughs> but um, before we talk about why you're here in your career, I just, I wanted to, kind of say and like let people know too like the amount of investment that went into my life during that time so I I was thinking about us talking tonight and um there's a very vivid situation where I remember it was like you were teaching us uh on a Sunday like a bible study class and you kept asking us like who are you I don't know if you know, do you remember this? I remember. You do? Gosh, it was so long ago. So like, and I feel like it's relevant kind of to what we're talking about, like just um, who we are and our identity and and what it is that we're called to and our passions. But at Mm -hmm. that time, you kept asking us as high school, like freshmen in high school, right? Like, who are you? Right. And I'm like, I'm a daughter. My name is Blair. (laughs) Right. Like, uh, I'm a friend. And the point of what you were saying was like, where do you find your identity? And is it in things that you do well? Like, you know, the, your accomplishments? Like, okay, you're a daughter, but like, what does that mean? And and I remember all of us like just being like, what is her point here? <laughs> like, we know who we are. But then turns out we didn't, you know, because, you know, the the point of your question was, you know, where do you find your true identity? Where do you find contentment in? And that is, it should be if you are a follower of Jesus in Jesus himself. And so um, all that to say, I remember, okay, I remember all of it. So thank you. Thank you. It really has uh, formed and shaped who I am today. So um, yes. (laughs) Praise God. Like, yeah, I remember, like, prepare, I remember preparing for that one. Yes, that's so crazy that you. I feel one. like you, I thought for sure she's not going to remember because, like, it was so long ago, and it just. But anyways, 
So yeah. yes. But okay, without further ado, um, Yane, why why are you here? You know, like you're here to tell me about uh your career and something that I actually know nothing about because I feel like we always talk about life, you know, whether it's like at the time when I was like growing up, like my relationships with people or boys or whatever. <laughs> but we never talked about your I never asked you about your job. Um so I'm excited to learn more about you and your story today. Um, so yeah, could you tell me what it is you do? So, yep, right now I, um, I am what you would call a finance integration manager. Um, and if I had to summarize for you what, I, what that means, I would say it seems like this title is something that it could differ depending on where you go and how they interpret it to be. But right now I, I solve a lot of problems. Okay. For, for my company. And specifically, I'm focused on the digital, digital tools, okay. the digital tools and apps. Okay, wow. Okay, so but you use the word financial. So that makes me think of like money and numbers and stuff. So is a, a lot of the problems like usually dealing with the money and the like budgeting and stuff? So yeah, that's a great question. And it actually it truly, when I say that it's around digital tools and digital apps, it's truly around digital tools and digital apps. But when I say it's finance, it's because I am in the finance function of okay. my company. Um, what does that mean? Is that just like a department or? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Okay. So okay. think about like a function, like a department. Um, and then you can think of like IT as another department. Okay. But um, so I am actually sitting in the finance group. But my focus and my area is on how we bring the digital tools, everything right now. We're in a, an era of just innovation and creation. And so everybody's yes. trying to make apps. I mean, you yes. can go onto iTunes and make apps. So in that same way, they have, there are so many different companies that are trying to create apps to help businesses. And there are so many um, apps that my job is, is to bring some is to help, <laughs> is to help make sense of all of these apps, what's relevant and how are we supposed to use them and how do we use them to solve problems or, you know. Well, okay, so, okay, you're gonna have to take me back a little bit. So for your company, so you're um, problem solving with these apps or you're trying to figure out which apps are best for the company? I am problem solving with the apps that are available within the company. Okay. Okay. Right. okay. Yeah. So this company is to not be named, but it is a multinational um, beverage company. <laughs> um, and I laugh because like, I, I don't, I like, um, don't know what to call it, but that's what it is. It's a multinational beverage company that you work for. And then, um, so I, I kind of want to like know the details. So like, could you give me an example of how you're using the app or is that not allowed? <laughs> yeah, no, I can, I can give you. Um, so like, for instance, like we have like, uh, you know, in different companies and different corporations, like, especially if you're global, right. And we are global there. Everybody has to find a way to communicate with one another. Right. Mm -hmm. So usually have chat, chatting, mm -hmm. a chatting tool, right. Mm -hmm. So you have Google Hangouts where you can chat or Google chat. And similarly, depending on which platform a company is using, mm -hmm. a company can have a Google platform or they can have a Microsoft platform, but there is a, a communication 
tool. Sure. So there's a communication tool, right? So like Google chats, there's also Microsoft teams, which is pretty popular. Skype Mm -hmm. is another thing that business Skype people had. And so for instance, um, I'm like trying to simplify how it is, but, you know, as we have grown in our, and just the entire world has grown in the area of digital tools um, and become more advanced, some of the chatting capabilities have also become advanced Mm -hmm. and their capabilities. Mm -hmm. And so for instance, our company has a tool that is far beyond, it's trying to replace emails actually, for instance, but we have a tool that we're using that's supposed to replace emails but people don't know that it's supposed to replace emails. So they don't know how to use it. Uh, a lot of people aren't, they're using it as a, as a chat tool, okay. but they're not thinking about like the different organizations that it was intended to be created with. Does okay. that make sense? No, it does. Because um, our church uses something similar. I feel like something similar. We use Slack. Mm-hmm. And is that kind of the idea? Because like I remember, yeah. Slack is like an app that essentially. Because I I I'm a teach I'm a children's pastor, and so mm-hmm. I use Slack and to send out messages instead of emails. And that was yep. kind of the whole point, like just yes. one app to do that. Yes. So is that kind of the same concept then? Yes. Yes. Okay, but then like, what is your role in that? Like, why why does that matter for you? Why? That's a good question too. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and it's it's it matters because there are so right now, like for instance, um, there's information overload. I mean, if you think about the internet as well, I mean, you have Facebook, you have Instagram, um, you have emails, you have text messages, then you have WhatsApp, you yes. have Kakao. Yes. And you have so many different ways to receive messages. And similarly, inside a company, especially a global company, right? There are so many different platforms. There's so many right. different groups. There's, right. so, there's so many people that you're targeting. And it's, it's a challenge. Oh, so man. that's like an example of a challenge of how do we manage the communications? Because okay. you have like multiple apps or platforms that someone can get, like an email. You can have like, if you had Slack, if you have Microsoft Teams or Google Hangouts, then usually there's some sort of other communication that's like a blast or announcement, uh-huh. um, which has its own separate app. And so it's, and then which community, like which group do you belong to and which uh-huh. communications are you getting or not getting? Okay. And how are you getting it? It's, it's, a, it's a jungle. Right. Okay. So like for you, like there's a problem given. I know the problems are all different probably, but like how do you even... Uh, go about like what does it look like to start coming up with the solution um part of a lot of my problem solving right now is it's uh really complex because it's dealing with with not only um and also like being the global aspect the multinational aspect I have to make sure I'm connecting with everybody around the world in my finance function, but I also need to connect with everyone in the digital workplace, right? Mm. In the digital workplace, for instance, or like our IT, the group that handles and owns the apps, right? Then I need to connect with everyone to understand, okay, how are you guys leveraging the apps? And then um, also with like strategizing on what is the best way for us to do communications or for us to manage everything. Okay. So are you one singular person that figures this out or is there a team of people? So that's another great question. (laughs) 
which is that right now I am, I am an individual person, um, like in my, you know, global finance function that, uh, needs to, like, it was designed for, for us to be a networked community for me to count and rely 100% on my team members, but also everybody around the world. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's so, crazy. So that's why I am like right now, one, one person, one person show, but I connect with like everyone sure. around the world and all the different groups. Uh, so to like, be able to how has the pandemic affected that type of work atmosphere? Um, it's definitely caused some great challenges uh, with everybody trying to go remote, even for something as basic as communication. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think it's been I think it's been challenging. You're talking about just in the work situation, right? Yes. How, yes. Yeah. I mean, definitely, it's been challenging to roll everything out. I mean, for for a global company, you know, before before the pandemic. Not everybody was having to leverage VPN. If you know what VPN is, do you know I what I don't VPN know. What is? is that? What is that? VPN stands for virtual <laughs> private network. Oh, right. So, okay. Okay. So a virtual private network, which means that, um, you know, when you're inside the company, like they have everything locked down. So nobody can enter the premises, the virtual premises. Right. But if you're sitting outside of that company, like, and we are all are all are at home. So we need to log in and pretend like we're sitting in the office to be able to access all the tools, the emails, everything. Oh, wow. As if you were in the office. So that becomes like really technical. And I mean, before they only had like 10%, maybe, I don't know, a really small number of people who actually needed VPN. But for mm-hmm. instance, when the pandemic happens and all of a sudden their servers are overloaded. Mm-hmm. And right. so it's kind of, I think they were seeing something similar in the schools where nobody could get on to do any homework for the kids. That's right. Because everybody was trying to log onto the apps at the same times and they just weren't prepared. So it's been um, really interesting to, to get everyone's habits to change. And like, what's really interesting in my group, the focus is not only on solving problems, but uh, managing change. And that's one of the hardest pe- things because how do you change people? How do you right, change like right. their behaviors? And so my my current role and my current team is really tasked with the change management of, of a lot of things. I see. Wow. So, okay. I don't know. This might sound like a really silly and maybe even slightly ignorant question, but, um, you know, being a, a global multinational company um, that I, that's been around for a little while now, <laughs> um, like you know, things like digital apps and even just like going digital and things like that is a very, Mm -hmm. it's a new, new thing. It's a new age. Right. But then like, I would imagine there's a lot of um, people from an older age at the company, like even just shifting gears like that. Is that Mm -hmm. challenging in itself? Very. It's really hard. Yeah. It's because it's hard for anyone to change. Right. Right. And then you have, you know, then you have people who, I mean, also, also my company is a really great company. So most people, it's hard to get in. So once you're in, a lot of people like to stay. Right, as right. They can. And so it's it's hard because they're not used to change. And especially like digitizing everything right, right. used to be done on hand. That's a, that's a challenge. Yeah. <laughs> it's Man. been a big challenge. 
but they obviously feel the need for it since they've given you this particular job too. Yeah. I mean, and that's a hard thing to like to manage because then it, then we started getting to other conversations about the culture, mm. right? Mm-hmm. Like is someone having to change because they feel the pressure to, or because they want to. Oh man. Right. And then that, <laughs> that can, that then affects like everybody, like how they're feeling, because if it's pressure, like nobody wants to, to do something under pressure, you know, right. when you have to do it and right. then you have to do it well. Um, so that, that's hard. That's a hard piece to also manage. Um, and, and how do you encourage behavior so that you want people to learn, right. Mm -hmm. And that they don't feel the pressure to have to change, you know, Mm -hmm. but that's, um, that's a part of the, the challenges for you in particular. I mean, just, I think, um, I would guess like any company right now that okay, yeah. is <laughs> trying to digitize, but also yeah. like with, for us as well, yes. it's a challenge because, um, especially we're not, we're not a Google, we're not a Facebook. Mm-hmm. We're not somebody that has, was just recently created after the internet boom. Right. Like right. we've been around for a yes. minute. Yes. And so, I mean, we were, we started in the dinosaur age. Like, <laughs> we were around. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. No, Absolutely. That's crazy. Okay. So, um, could you, I know, I'm sure it looks different day to day just because you are a problem solver, but could you tell me like maybe what a typical day might look like for you? Is it different? Mm. It's so different, huh? Yeah, it is. It is really different. <laughs> Sorry. And, she like oh. looking at me right now, like, uh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll, you know, like one thing I have to also say is, you know, Blair, the way that you knew me back in the day, uh-huh. I really changed too much. You know, so you I was haven't like, really changed I have not, much? I have not changed. So like, you know, on top of my day job, I'm involved in other things at work. Yes. Well, so yeah. I have, you know, uh, so the other thing I'm involved in at work is I'm a part of our global data analytics advisory council. Um, and so <laughs> those are, that's sponsored by um, executive leaders. And then I'm also a part of um, like this uh, center of excellence that we're trying to stand up. And I'm also a part of like, the Asian American Business Resource Group um, on leadership with that as well. Amazing. So on top of my day job, I have these other other extracurricular um, activities. Or okay, so like, I'm let's take a of. minute here. And she also forgot to mention that she's actually a mom of three and a, and a wife, um, which are also things that are important for her, I know. And when she says that she hasn't much, changed much, you guys, is like literally she always was doing this much all of the time when I was younger too and was able to manage everything in my opinion from where I stood I don't know how it is now I'm sure it's super challenging even now um, more so I would feel like with with um a family only because that's something I can relate to um however um yeah like what how do you how do you manage that like what do you you just kind of yeah tell me you have to tell me yeah no so you know um (laughs) And I think as I, as I talk and share about this, that uh-huh. I have to acknowledge that we are all like unique individual creations that God has created. And he created us, us, you know, he created us equally in that, you know, but he created us uniquely. Mm-hmm. And so as I share, like, how, how am I doing this all? And I think part of that is, is that I've always I've always just loved to be really active mm-hmm. and um, not requiring as much sleep uh, <laughs> just over the years. 
and somebody you guys, just- I just have to, I'm sorry just sidebar like she mess uh, Yane emailed me back at and I, I saw the timestamp it was like 4 a.m and I'm like this does not say 4 a.m <laughs> and then you were like yes I don't sleep much I'm like no you that means you don't sleep at all <laughs> But anyways, okay. So you don't require that much sleep in order to get all the things you need to do to get done. Yeah. And but I like think, you but you do everything well. Uh I do. I do everything okay. And I have like a really amazing husband and amazing like family. Not just family and husband, but just I really have an amazing support. Yes. Around me to help me to do everything that I do well and like as I commit myself to different things that I know require extra time, then I try to involve my family in those decisions because it becomes a family decision. Right. Um, And then at work also, since I was a child, I could, my best focus time where I studied, I always studied late into the night, even in high school. And somebody was like, surely you did not in high school. But for me, yes, I was that kid that I was very active in clubs and then in hanging out. I mean, I love people. So I love to spend time with people. So after school, I will go hang out, do whatever until like 10 o'clock and then hit the books at 10 o'clock till like two or three o'clock. That's crazy. You know, and, <laughs> and similarly now I'm just the same, except my additional time is filled with other, um, you know, church or leadership, different, different things as yeah. well. Yeah, and so awesome. my, and so also at work, you know, I think the way that I describe my day is most of my days are meetings. That's how I kind of organize my day. Um, from eight to five, I'm available for a lot of meetings. And I, I probably don't get as much done just between pings and meetings and coming here and there. It's hard to have focused time. But mm. for me, like that time where I'm most productive is at night after the kids are down, after my husband is, we're all kind of quiet. And then it's just nothing but silence for me. That is when I have time to think without being interrupted and to really knock things out Mm. and like really use my mind like really, really well. And that's when I'm most productive. Like that's when I get things done. That's awesome. That's really great. So if you're like Yane, you could work for a multinational beverage company one day. No, 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 no. That's full. No, but I, um, I have to say most people are not like me. So I am. Yes. You are a unicorn in itself. In my But um, so I I do want to ask you something, and it's something that you mentioned uh in preparation for us chatting tonight. Um, you said you really do like love what you're doing right now, currently, and you're passionate about it. Could you um tell me more of your heart on this particular job that you're titled with at this moment? Yeah, um, I think you know my current job right now. Uh, I think I like to do work that impacts impacts and influence people and that helps people and like the work that I'm doing I think it's I think it's going to help I hopefully it's going to be helping people and like for me just and when I shared with you like that this is a work that I'm really passionate about um I feel like God he gave me like this desire and this passion for like digital everything in the digital space, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. And I think that kind of goes back to like, when I tell you about not only just this job, just my entire career, 
all of it comes from like the passion that God gave me for the work that I'm doing from the very beginning. Wow. Um, so if I can, if I can divert, then I can tell you more. Yes. Yes. Kind of please. I would I like started, to know more. You know? I'd like, I'd like you to take us back to the very beginning. <laughs> yeah. This is, uh, I'm going to take you back 20 years. Yeah. Sounds <laughs> 20 good. Years to college. Um, I'm excited. College. Um, so when, in college, I was trying to figure out, I have to tell you a little bit of backstory, you know, because I think it's, I think it's relevant. I think it's helpful to understand, but in short, I got accepted into a college that I, I thought like for sure I could, I didn't even have like the credentials to get in and there was just no way. And I, I think it must've been like a teacher recommendation letter. Anyway, I got accepted and I mean, it was like pretty amazing because like someone like me didn't even fit into the stats, right? Like there was no way anyone like me could have gotten accepted into the school. So you can imagine that as a high school student, how proud I was that, man, like I'm like not even on the charts, but I got accepted into the school. So uh, I wanted to go to that school because okay. like, again, there was nobody like me <laughs> that would have ever, that ever got like, I think the lady told me there were only three exceptions in the past um and oh my so, gosh what is the school well it's not it's not any it's not like anything like harvard or anything like that but it was just a private school that had some pretty high credentials um called colgate in in new york okay in yes, hamilton new york colgate. and so for me i guess i wasn't really shooting for any difficult schools but my cousin thought i should shoot higher and um i just i didn't have the qualifications so i didn't apply and so when I did get in, it was like, there was, of course, I was really proud and yes. I wanted to, to go. Cause I'm like, mom, do you see this? I mean, <laughs> not only did I get accepted, but do you see like the Dean of admissions wrote me a personal letter. <laughs> That's crazy. And um, do you see mom? Like there, the assistant Dean also wrote me a handwritten personal letter on top of the template. Like it wasn't just congratulations it was like I'm looking forward to meeting a b and c about you and in the fall see you then wow. right so uh I you know felt pretty special and I was like God must have made the way for me and when I couldn't go there I was really brokenhearted mm. and um anyway hope hope scholarship won so I was state in state at Georgia and and then still I was very proud and thought I'm I'm too good for Georgia <laughs> back in the day and, um, and as I started, I, you know, was like, okay, well, if I have to come here, then I am going to, I'm just going to go and get double majors. Cause I'm already like, I was already, you know, with all my AP credits, I mean, I was already half a semester or more ahead. Oh, right. Wow. And so with that, I ended up trying to do a double major in accounting and MIS, MIS management information systems was oh, wow. like the the college course to take back in the day and then accounting I just heard was just a really basic thing that it's good for everyone to take and so as I was doing this um and taking accounting uh it was really hard um but it was like in that same season that uh God I guess God really humbled me as I started taking my master's courses and I was like girl you thought you were all that but no (laughs) you're not (laughs) and if you're going to do this well you're going to have to study hard I remember and, this. Do you remember this? Yeah, a little bit, yeah. Pretty hard. And I did well, but I was like not sleeping back then trying to like get my A's or whatnot. And right. I was 
The only reason I, I feel- remember is because there was a small time I feel like you weren't MIA. It's just you weren't around as much, I felt like. And I remember you saying it was because things had gotten really hard at school. Yeah. But, okay, continue. It, it yes. was. And so basically, like, in my in my pride, I um, decided that, all right, God humbled me and I can't do this. But I really love programming things because that's pretty cool. But it took me too much time. And accounting, I mean, accounting is a love-hate thing. So you either love it or you hate it. And you know what? I mean, I didn't love it. But when I, even though I, after spending seven hours on a problem and I solved it, I knew for sure I had this right and I loved it, <laughs> you know? Um, and so as I started like doing this and being like, you know what? I spent like seven hours on this problem or whatever it was, but you know what? There, without a shadow of a doubt is right. I don't even need to look at, you know, I could, I just knew that it was right. And as I started like pouring and investing into like the schoolwork, I began to love accounting and wow. like um who loves accounting enough to talk about it for like two hours <laughs> uh, only someone that god could have given a love like for accounting and that's exactly what he did for me wow um, college and so i would just talk about how wonderful and amazing accounting was so much so that other people started went and decided i'm going to major in accounting as well okay so like i have to ask you an interrupt for a second like okay I think I know what accounting is, but I, maybe I don't know what an accountant is. So what does an accountant do? <laughs> like other than my so, taxes? Yeah. So actually, so accounting itself, you could have like, you could have multiple different sessions, but okay. accounting is more or less like how, how one, how one records different transactions okay, or okay. You know, handles like I don't, it's a very broad term, actually. It's a broad term. Mm-hmm. So most people think of a tax accountant. Yes, that's what I that's think. That's what of. they think of, right? Right. But then there's also an auditor, right? Okay. And then there's also an audit information systems, like, <laughs> right? Okay. And audit information systems, you can think, if, if I said management information systems, uh-huh. MIS, that's kind of like the programming and uh like looking, focusing with a business um, on like your, your different apps or creation. And that's also another broad terminology, but just think about technology and okay. account, right? Okay, okay. And then think about tax, which is it's one, another like discipline. And then think about auditing. Okay. So there's three different focus areas really um, that one can study in. Uh-huh. And again, the accounting information systems is just think about technology and accounting would be the best way to describe that. Okay. Then for taxes, think about just regular, everyone has to get taxed. What are the different rules? So it's very mm-hmm. rule, heavily rules-based. If I you see. like rules, lots and lots and lots of rules um, about individual corporation, then that is that is the way for you to go. Okay. And then if you're like me and you love people, and you love traveling, or you love like working in groups, um, then auditing, like that's how I kind of decided my my career is I wanted to focus on audit, but audit is, so to explain audit, can I explain audit for people please, who don't Please, please do. I want to know, because I don't know. So like <laughs> when I, when I teach like my kids about my job in their classes, what I say is, you know, everywhere you go, there's a rule. In this class, there's a rule. You have classroom rules, you have school hallway rules, Um, in your church, you have like the Bible. I mean, everything has rules, right? And similarly, like even when you're driving on the road, there are rules of the road and you always have somebody to come and enforce 
those rules. Mm-hmm. And if you're thinking about something that everybody knows, like for instance, who is enforcing traffic rules? Cops. Who's doing that? Cops. Police. Yeah. yeah, police. And then you have other rules, like um, like if you murder somebody or whatever, and who kind of is the verdict for kind of doing managing that? There's always somebody, right? Right, right. So right. as I, I, you can kind of understand that similarly with finance and accounting rules, there are rules to be followed. I see. Right? And so whether, even if you work for a company, there are, there are company rules to follow, you know, uh-huh. and then there's accounting rules. And so what an auditor is, what I, when I tell people, when I want to teach people what an auditor is, think about an auditor as somebody who's looking to see if you're following the rules or not. Oh. That's the basic basic thing so if you think about it oh god my parents are audited for their taxes like they're fa- they're checking to see did you follow the rules or not and if yeah you i not- mean i will say there is like this negative connotation that i have in my head of an auditor yeah but i guess it's because they're always they're the ones that makes sense Looking like they're the ones if you're doing it correctly and yes. there's consequence if you don't if you yes. get caught by an auditor okay it i is. gotcha that- that's like why it. it's a, a negative thing because they're always looking to see if you're following the rules. Right, or not. right. Okay. So very simply put. So you loved it. You love it. Uh, I have to. <laughs> I have to admit that for me, um, auditing, I I really went because of the way of working. What is that? I mean? love people. Oh. I love people. I love people. I love to travel, and when you're in tax, uh-huh. I mean. I mean, think about somebody who's reviewing tax returns. Uh huh. Uh huh. They're just in an like, office. In an office by yourself with a whole bunch of papers. Right. Right. <laughs> like that wasn't what I was into. I was looking forward not to being in an office by myself. I was looking forward to working in a team setting. Mm, and okay. so for me, like, and also traveling. So if you think about a big company, like if you think about, um, I don't know. Should I go into audit? Should I share a little bit more about audit? Is that okay? Yeah, because it's, that's it's relevant to my career. That's great. Yeah. Right. To give people an idea, but to teaching, to teaching a little bit more about the audit space, it's like every company that has a stock, right? The stock market, yes. every company that's out there, like they want people to buy stock in their company. Right. Sure. And why do they want people to buy stock? Because when you buy stock, you're basically paying the company money right? Uh-huh. And then you get ownership of right. that company, mm-hmm. but you're only going to pay and buy stock for a company that performs well. Yes. Why would you, why would you ever want to like buy stock for a company that's losing money every year? Of course. Right. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. So that means that every company, they have an objective, they have an agenda. They want to make sure that whatever they put out there, that they are killing it. They are making lots of money because they want everyone to buy their stock. Mm. If you think about the publicly traded market, market, I'm trying to make this as simple as possible. For, I understand it. You know, so like, so basically every company wants to make themselves look as good as possible, which is why you need auditors to go and audit them to make sure that whatever they're saying that they're making is reasonable. Interesting. <laughs> because every company wants to like... Everybody, every company wants to say, oh, I made a sale on 1231 of like $5 billion. Uh-huh. And then the next year be like, oh, oh, they, the, comp- the customers, they did not like it. We want to return that <laughs> by February, right? And then, then when they report for a 1231, then they look like they made $5 billion more than they actually did. Uh-huh. But it was a fake sale. <gasps> and, then, and then they just reverse and be like, hey, the customer didn't like it. 
they can make themselves look good. Right. So okay. it's kind of like you can make whatever story you want to tell, you can make that happen. And so that's why an auditor, that's, that's why the auditors go out to do the testing to make sure that if they say they made $5 billion, let's, let's see $5 billion worth of cash come in. Oh, interesting. The door. So, okay, so like you go there to see, and this is this like a paper trail, or what? Are you, what are you looking at? So it's it's looking at. So see, you will be a great. You would be a great auditor because you're asking all these questions. But you would <laughs> look at their bank account. Okay. Right. You would look at their bank statement. You would make sure that the customers who they said was going to pay them that they actually collected the cash on them. Right. Um, you could look at everything. You could look at maybe maybe they had a sale, but then the cu- customer didn't pay them yet. So then you so would there's look to really see, no money. Well, yeah, there's no money, but still they made the sale. So they're owed money. So that should count, right? Right, right. So then it's like, well, how long have they not received the money for? Um, you know, and is that reasonable? Like if it was only five days later, then that's that makes sense. But if it was like, uh, 275 days later and you still didn't collect the cash, then what's going on here? And did you really make a sale? Mm. So You're these like are a questions. detective. <laughs> yeah. That's kind yeah. of fun. <laughs> it, it is kind of, it is kind of fun, but it's not fun to be audited, but right. it's interesting. Some of it can be like redundant, but if you think about like a huge company, like a huge co- company, like um, Delta or, um, Walmart or Costco or Sam's and think about how much that they have, then it's not like you working on to validate that they really have like however many billions of dollars of cash. Mm-hmm. Like you need an entire team of people to go in there and make sure everything that they're saying is, is true. Wow. And that is why you have to work in a team setting for an audit. Okay. You don't work just by one person. I see. I see. Which is why that's what drove me to like, to choose audit as like my career choice. Oh, wow. So, okay. Um, sorry, just to backtrack just a little bit as you're talking, I was just wondering, so have you always enjoyed like numbers and things like that? Like even in, when you're younger? Yes, I okay. am your, I'm your mathematics and chemistry girl and okay. biology and world history. I am, I'm horrible. <laughs> <laughs> I'm horrible. I'm not the best at, um, you know, I'm not the best at, bi- I was never good at biology. Okay. Okay. Anything. I see. So you've always kind of enjoyed the numbers then. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So if you, what if you don't like numbers? Would you still suggest somebody to consider? I mean, if they, I guess the question is, is do they like, um, yeah, I, even if you don't like numbers, uh-huh. I think if you, numbers is a part of it, but it's not everything. Mm-hmm. As long as you can add and subtract, sure. Mm-hmm. you don't need to do calculus. Okay. Okay. Right. So like for accounting, it's just like, um, if I, if you say that if you sold $50 worth or a hundred dollars worth and you only collected 50, mm. then how much are you owed? Right. $50. $50. So as long as you can do that kind of math, then I would say audit is a safe choice. It's oh, fine. Oh, interesting, man. You really sold it on me. I'm like, that I'm- sounds like so much fun. <laughs> It, it is, it is pretty like some of it is like, if you work for a big company and you're like testing collections of actual cash, I mean, that can get probably boring the way that they used to do it. But uh-huh. also with all of the digital tools that are going on, uh-huh. like these methods are changing right now and oh. it's super amazing and super fun and super exciting. Wow, and so wow. when I talk, tell you about like, you know, audit and like my current job right now, 
the like tying the whole loop back together, you know, I started out with a double major, declaring a double major. And I decided I just, you know, God humbled me and I can only choose one because I only want to choose one and do one well. Mm. And I chose accounting. Mm. And within accounting, I decided to focus on audit um, because, you know, I shared it was really driven by working in teams, but mm. also by the travel because you have to travel to headquarters and just different places around, you know, the world or other states or, you know, and, and the company pays for it. So, um, so honestly, like that is what led it, but also like, what's been really exciting for me is most of my career has been around auditing, but then in the last three years, I had the opportunity to step into like another managerial role Mm. focused on bringing in like just this digital tools and focusing on data. So basically it's kind of like a roundabout taking me back to the beginning of college when I wanted to do a double major. Yeah. I liked the programming and it gave me really an opportunity to like, okay, now I've been doing like auditing and accounting and controls for like all these years. And now I have this opportunity to learn and get back into this other space. And that's what I've done for the last three years. So right now I feel like I I'm able to like do both and enjoy it. I was because I thank you for tying that back all in because I was wondering like how does an auditor become like this digital manager that you were like so even in that transition when they offered it to you were you confused or were you like oh this seems right yeah yeah you I mean, were it was, yeah I'm excited because like you know auditing is auditing is auditing is auditing yeah <laughs> you know like the work the work of an auditor, I mean, it doesn't, it's hard for it to really change. It's, it is changing in the profession right now. Uh-huh. So that's a whole other story because of the digital capabilities. So okay. it was really exciting, but the main purpose and objective, it does not change. Right. Uh-huh. So for me, like the opportunity when, when it arose for me was, did I answer your question? It was just exciting. I don't, yeah, yeah. That I don't was know my what question. the question was. That was okay. my question. Yes. I, well, sense? I was just wondering if you were like, like, um, I am curious, like, why were you tapped for this job? Like, kind of. I think, I think it's because I'm not like a typical person. (laughs) But I'm not sure if it's because they thought that I would be able to learn everything really quickly Ah. um, or what, but. um, Okay. Okay. But I, I did learn a lot. I learned a lot more than I really needed to. Well, it all really helped me, but I'm like, people go and study like get majors for some of the things I learned in like three years Mm, okay so and like really in one and a half years like people went and got specific majors on like architecture like IT architecture infrastructure data infrastructure IT they went and got like degrees for like computer science programming like all these tools and I had to learn it really quickly to be able to make some decisions for my group on our way forward and what is the strategy for what we will do, how we will do it, what makes the most sense. Um, I know I'm probably just vomiting right now. No, 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 no. I um, am just processing what you said, but so, I mean, like for you then, um, like, like you mentioned before, it did come back full circle because it's, you do enjoy it. Like the information systems part of it. And so it's, easy for you in that sense because you like it 
Nice. Okay. So, okay. So, and then my next question was going to be like, you already, you already answered it kind of, but so there are like people that study for this specific type of job role. Yeah. Okay. okay. I think there are like, you know, there are people who are like study architecture and they become solution architects, right? Oh. IT solution architects. There are people who study um, they, they get like masters in data science and they uh-huh. become like data scientists or people who study in industrial engineering and become, you know, but right, there are right, a lot right. of people who study, but like in general, you know what my observation is and like for the young, young children or not children, but the young teenagers who are listening, um, what's going to be really interesting is that the world is rapidly changing right now. Yes. And with my experience, just in just you know, like the auditing profession and also like the learnings I've had in the last three years with technology, um, like analytics, analytics was something that everybody has always trying to do, like getting data-driven insights. Yes. But, yes. Um, but what is changing right now is it is, it's going to become the norm. And it's been really, really hard for people to find success in it mm. because they have only gone to school and studied the one thing. <laughs> Right. And actually, if I think about it, actually, I, I was having a conversation with my with my husband about like in translating and the analogy being to like doctors, right? But sometimes, like you might have a doctor who who has specialized in like lungs, for instance, right? Mm-hmm. But if you have somebody is coming and having lung problems, and it's you know it's really driven by some some other part of the body or something is going wrong, but the lung doctor doesn't see any problems with the lung. If they don't know, if they're not talking to other doctors to understand how the entire body is like functioning and they only specialize in the one thing, mm. their conclusion is it's going to be, wrong. it's, you're not going to have a really great conclusion right. unless you're, you know, and being able to have like a network and leveraging everybody. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. For everything that you do in the future is going to really be key, right? And you're so, and so you're saying you have been able to create this network within the company that you work for now. Well, I I have I have, but like it's going to be key for everybody yeah. in every job in every company. I think That's in the future. Cool. So, are you doing? But are you doing actual like coding yourself? Um, depends. Yeah. Sometimes like, like on, depends like... on what, like for me, I can't say that, um, like for instance, like people will say, Oh, I do like Python or I can do, um, SQL. And like, for me, because I didn't actually do some coding, if I needed to, I could learn, I could probably do some really basic SQL queries, but, um, the tools that I've been using. And the reason why I'm saying this is that because the technology is going to be so key and they know, they know these people, they know people like me do not know how to code. So they are being brilliant and coming up with tools that I can click and drag that have coding behind it. Right. That I can I've really, heard this like, before. Yes. And, yes. And like tell it what to do. Yes. So like, I, I would not say I'm like proficient at some of that, but then like the, Specific coding, it's more like functional languages uh-huh. would be like, uh, there's something called regular expressions, which is really cool. Okay. Amazing. <laughs> I'll take your word and for it. And it's basically text patterns. It's the ability to look at look for text patterns. I see. Okay. Um, okay. And then like DAX is something that I've been doing a lot. Power BI. 
Okay, this is just like over my head, but I'm just going to take your word for it. But like, so, but you know, you're talking about like these, these um, programs where you can just drop things in and stuff. So like, um, you're saying that you are creating digital platforms for, for people using these programs. I'm like, my role is to, to make sense of everything. Okay. For our entire function. There's just a lot of tools, a lot of apps. And my job is to be able to like bring everything together and make it easier. Make it, my job is to make everybody's life easier with all of these tools and apps. And there's so many of them. And my, that's my job right now. And that seems like something I can get behind. Yeah. Yeah. Like making life easier for everybody else. Yeah. Uh That's awesome. Yeah. Okay. So. Well, um, you've talked about a lot of things that you really enjoy about your job, but now I have to ask you, like, what don't you like about your job? Is there um, anything, any <laughs> challenges? No, there's not, there's not anything. There's a lot of challenges, but um, like not like there's challenges. Like how do you, you know, there's, how do you know who to talk to when? And there's so many people and I work in such a large company, you know, to know like everybody's specific area of expertise, but there's no really challenges or things that I really dislike about. Well, that's fantastic. (laughs) I really love my job, man. That's so cool. And like all the people that I work with are absolutely brilliant, Mm. brilliant, brilliant, smart, amazing wonderful normal people um so can i ask you um i don't want to assume what you're going to say but you know like being a woman working in such a large corporation and as an auditor and also as in this managerial role that you're doing right now like has there have you ever faced challenges um as an asian american woman in the workplace no, praise no, God. <laughs> I've not. Um, yeah, I haven't. That's awesome. I mean, you know, like I think that we, says a lot about your company, though, too, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's really great. I have. I feel like I have had so much sponsorship from leaders since I joined. Well, not exactly from the get-go, but after my first like year, maybe two years, I've had so much support and sponsors and so many executive sponsors as well. (laughs) I feel very, um, very fortunate. Yeah, that's amazing. But at the same time, I'm kind of like, if you work that hard, how are you not going to get support from the people around you? Everybody work hard. So (laughs) 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 work hard. Um, Well, that's really great. Well, I am so thankful for all of the information that you gave us today and your transparency. Um, Was there anything else that like I missed that maybe you wanted to share more about your job? Um, No, but I think just like my own own advice, though, for everyone that's trying to figure out their job is um, try and try and figure yourself out. And it'll go back to the question that you introduced the session with which is who are you right Mm -hmm. what are you driven by Mm -hmm. and if if you can identify the things that you are most passionate about not only the things that you are most passionate about but if you can identify and understand yourself get real with yourself 
Yeah. And understand like the areas of gifting that you have, you know, whether you believe in God or not, like all of us are created so uniquely and wonderfully. And if you can identify like your areas of giftings, your talents, and marry that together with your passion and figure out from there where you want to go, you know, or put those two together and see where that ends and helps you to land, then I think that that is my advice that I would get, you know, give and share. And for me, like, for me, you know, those areas, like for me, I feel like an area for me of like gifting or, you know, would be like with people, like, yeah, I'm, I love people. I love, um, you know, I love being able to talk and communicate with like just people is, I feel like it's a, a special area for me. And then like the passion areas, I guess, yeah, 20 years ago it was accounting. Um, and then the whole digital thing right now, the technology, right. Um, and that's kind of how like I am where I am and it's, you know, I wouldn't go for like a title. Don't go for the money, just figure out where like your passions and your giftings aligned and then go from there. And it's better to like love your job. So, because if you love your job, then everything else, I feel like you kind of marry those, everything will just come, come together in in a due course. So Absolutely. I mean, like, and I think part of me uh, desiring to start a platform like this where career professionals can come and share their stories is exactly like everything you shared today. Like for me, say I, I love people and I also like numbers, but I never knew, right, that like an auditor was a thing where both of those things could align, you know, and I feel like... um yeah, like I, I hope that people hear this story and can hear that. Yes, like because because honestly, I would have never imagined that's that's the marriage of the two would be the perfect job for you. But um, I hope people that are listening right now know that this is not the only opportunity for some two things to come together and make it work for a career that that you love and you love your job. So again, thank you so much, Jane, for today. I really appreciate your time, um, especially with your the craziness of your life. <laughs> but thank you so much. Um, I know, I know things are crazy, but you know, if, if there was somebody that maybe is interested to learn more about uh, the digital world or auditing in itself, um, would you be okay with me connecting you? Definitely. I'm passionate about, I'm, I'm passionate about empowering younger people too. Yes, I know this. <laughs> so. I know this. I already know. Um, but yeah, so guys, you heard it here. A uh, Yane would be happy to talk with you if you have any more questions about what we talked about today. And if you enjoyed um, this episode, feel, please feel free to reach out, um, DM us through in, uh, social media, or you can email me at podcast, at gmail.com. Thanks guys. Until next time. Bye.